Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Bahaloscha. We've got a lot of uh, little tidbits for today, some really fascinating ideas in the Parsha, as always from the Ramban. So the first Ramban we've actually talked about the opening one in Parakhes Pasuk Beis by Haloschas and Neros, where Rashi uh, Ramban talks about why Parshas Bahaloscha is put next to the Parsha of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah Samasim specifically. I'm already giving away what the Ramban says. And uh, the, the Ramban says this famous shot, and you can listen to our Hanukkah one where we talk about this at length, that it's talking about the, the, the remez here to is Hanukkah's uh, Hamazbeach is, is actually hinting to uh, the story of Hanukkah, which was a um, a reward for Aaron, which stayed for generations. That Aaron saw the Nasiim gave a gift, and he felt sad that he was not giving the same type of gift as the Nasiim. And Hashem said, "Your gift is the greatest. You have the Neros." And the Ramban is bothered by what's the significance of Neros? That is also going to be a temporary thing when the base of Midrash, uh, stops. It will also stop. But the truth is that it refers to. Neros Hanukkah. So see over there, very famous Ramban about Aaron HaKohen's desire to continue to serve Hashem. Very fascinating idea, opening up the Parsha. Very famous Ramban as well. Moving on to Parak Ches, Pasuk Dalid. So the um, Ramban says a very, very fascinating thing. Brings down that famous Chazal, that uh, there's this contradiction in the Psukim as to when a Levi starts doing the Avodah in the Beis Medesh. One Pasuk says, uh, 25, and the other Pasuk says 30. So um, so the Ramban and Rashi bring down the same shot, uh, based on Chazal, that uh, really the Levium would start learning their trade at age 25, and one who does not have success in his learning for five years, so will probably not see any success after that. Now, of course, what this means, a person has to be careful, because especially when it comes to Torah, the more a person uh, works and learns, uh, the more he will succeed. But certainly with the Levium learning all the halachas and all the things that they did, uh, this is a remez that uh, five years is a time that a person could acquire and, and grow in his learning. But one of the things that's very important is that the Lashon of Chazal that the Ramban brings down is uh, this, from here we learn, the Talmud HaYoshev Lefnei Rabo. It's a Talmud that's sitting in front of um, his Rebbe. And Rashi that brings this down does not have that girsa. And these words, uh, sitting in front of your Rebbe, are very important because... To me, what I, what I believe this means to say is that it's not about just learning for five years. If a person tries learning for five years and it doesn't work, uh, he's never going to succeed. It has to be a real learning that's proper. And the best, most important learning that a person can ever do is when he's accountable to a Rebbe. A Yoshev Me Rabo means that he's in front of his Rebbe, and his Rebbe is correcting him when he has the wrong ideas in life and the wrong shot and the wrong understanding of what Hashem is telling us. And that uh, learning is the one that uh, if a person can't be successful in that in five years, he'll never be successful. But certainly, that is the most important learning that a person could do, to have a Rebbe that he could look up to and follow. Chazal tell us about Shlomo HaMelech, that uh, as long as his Rebbe was alive, he didn't sin. Once his Rebbe passed away, he went off and uh, from, from the proper way in, 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 in the Avera that he did. So, of course, it's talking about Shlomo HaMelech, who was a great tzaddik. But the point is that when a person has a Rebbe that he's accountable to, uh, this makes a big difference and a tremendous impact in his, on his life. My, my own dear Rebbe, Rabbi Asher Zeli Rubenstein, Zechert Salak Lebracha, taught us this from his own life example. He was a Talmud of Rav Chatzko Levenstein. And Rav Chatzko passed away in the early 70s, mid-70s. 
uh, Rav Usher didn't just say, oh, my Rebbe passed away. I don't have a Rebbe anymore. He was Makabal or Shmuel Arbach as his new Rebbe. This is my Rebbe, and this is the person that uh, I will ask my Shilas to. And it's a, the person needs to have a Rebbe in his life, always. And, per, and Chazal tell us that Aseil uh, Harav, you always have to have a Rebbe. The, um, the Gemara Megillah says that um, Moshe Rabbeinu knew all, all of the Torah. Hashem taught it to him. And it says, even what a Talmud Vasek was going to say in front of his Rebbe, that was given to Moshe. And I've always pointed out that, the, that this is the same shot, that this Talmud Vasek, this sharp young student, is saying something, Lifnei Rabo, it's in front of his Rebbe. And so it's accurate, it's true, because his Rebbe's great mind in Torah is combing through it and making sure that he only says the Emes. And Rabban says a very interesting thing. Aside for the Remes, the hint here, there's also something else. And that is that, why does the Pasuk say 25 and then 30? The Ramban says a very interesting thing, that back then, people didn't keep track of their ages so well. They, they kept track by the tens. Um, you know, they knew when they were 10, when they were 20, when they were 30. Of course, of course they also knew when they were 13, because th- that it had significance. But they knew when they were 40 and 50, the things in between, they, they didn't really uh, keep track of so well. So therefore, really, they should start, the Levy should start when you're 25. But since a lot of people didn't, they just didn't care about age back then. So... It wasn't noticeable that, oh, you're past due date, you're, you're past the start time, until he turned 30, and then they would say, oh, you should have started by now. So that's that, that might be a shot. It's just interesting. But the thing is that you think about it is it sounds a little odd because we're in a society where we count days and years, and it's so significant to us. But the truth is that there are things in our own lives that we also don't care about. <laughs> Unfortunately, for some people, it's their spirituality. But for other people, it's uh, just minor things like, I don't care what color my car is, or I don't care, uh, you know, what time my exact schedule runs. Uh, there's so many things in life that just aren't important. And back then, people were just trying to survive and function, and they had different focuses in life. And it's just, it's just a different. It's eye-opening to me to think about, you know, just a different type of lifestyle back then. Very interesting. Moving on to Parak Tes Pasuk Aleph. The uh, is a very fascinating Ramban. So the Ramban says that. Chazal learn from, from this Pasuk over here. It says in the, in the second year of the Jews going out of Mitzrayim, in the first month. So it was Nisan. And the Ramban brings down Chazal. And this Pasuk, Mikan Amru, from here Chazal say, the Chachamim say, Ein muktum There's no order uh, in the Torah. And remember, we spoke about this many times before. This is a Sifri in Bahaloscha right here in a Gemara Pesachim. So um, the Ramban's opinion is that the Torah is actually always in order, unless explicitly stated. And here, in this exact Pusik, it has to be explicitly out of order because the, the Pesukim beforehand were talking about a, a later date. So then how are you going back to the second year and the first month when the Jews went out of Mitzrayim when obviously the, uh, the Pesukim that follow, uh, the Pesukim that, that preceded were actually talking about a, a later date. So, you, But there, this, is there, this is exactly what the Ramban learns from here, that it's only Mikan Amru, from here Chazal, this is where they were forced to say that in Muktum Mulchabar Torah means that sometimes, if, exp- if explicitly stated, the Torah is not in order. The Rashi is more, more uh, free on this. Rashi is more liberal on this. He says that in Muktum Mulchabar means the Torah doesn't necessarily have an order. Yeah, if we could explain that it does, then great. But in general, it's very easy to move things around and explain that, no, this is, this is not exactly how it occurred. The Torah is not a history book, per se. It's a halacha book. It's a shkafa book. It's teaching us how to live. But the Ramban holds very strongly that um, that the Torah is in order unless explicitly stated. And that's why he brings down this Chazal, although in Barsha's Bahaloscha, although he's referenced it a number of times. And uh, it's just the Ramban Lashitaso. Okay, moving on to Parak Yud, Pasuk Vav. 
um, the Ramban talks about when the Jews went out to uh, war, they blew a shofar, and they blew certain sounds, and when they camped, they blew certain sounds as well. So Ramban says that a trua, the, um, we, have, we know that we have uh, tekia, which is a long blow, and then shivarim uh, and trua, which are the shortened ones, two, 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 and two, 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 two. So trua is a broken, broken sound. It's, it, it hints to midas din. It's very broken. It's a bitter, bitter cry. And pshuta, the long, what we call tekia, is a remus for rachamim. And kiyamincha pshuta lekabal shavim. Hashem is makabalas. And when a person goes out to war, the psukim tell us that for war, you should blow its ruah. Okay? And so what does that mean? That means it's a time of din. Hashem is judging us. Are you going to live? Are you going to survive? Are you going to overcome your enemies? But for the moadim, uh, that's a time when they blew a, a, a tekiah, a long blow blast, because that is for simcha and for rachmim. That's what we're asking for over the yom, yom tov. Interesting ideas about shofar, which could tie into, uh, of course, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but more importantly, um, right here explaining why we blow a trua for Yom Tovim. Moving on to Parag Yud, Pasuk Yud Dalad. So the Pasuk just uh, talks about the, the Gullim, and the Pasuk adds in that Nachshom um, and was the uh, was the Nasi of Sheva Yehuda. And the Ramon says, well, why does it say this here? Like, what's what's the shot that all of a sudden just, it already told me all, all of the Nassim earlier. So why does the Torah just interject this idea that Nachshu ben Aminadav was the one who was in charge? So he says that the shot is that it's teaching us that when they traveled, the Nasi led them. The Nasi was in charge. And he was like the king of that troop. And again, this is going back to the point I was saying before about having a Rebbe that the Pshat is that, that the Nasi was the leader of a Jewish people. He was supposed to be a role model. He was supposed to teach the Jews how to serve Hashem and how to do what's right. And that was how the Jews were led. Uh, famous Ramban here in Parag Yud Pasach Haftes, by Omar Moshe Lechovev. Moshe said to his father-in-law, Chovev. So the Ramban quotes that. I said this already in, in Yisro. I don't recall if we spoke about it there. But Chovev was a new name that Yisro took on when he uh, was, was Miss Geyer and he converted. Why? Because um, when you become a, ser- a servant of Hashem, you take on a new name. And uh, this is actually uh, brought down in the Zohar Chadash, actually, about Rus, that it says that when she converted, she took on that new name. That wasn't really her name. She had a different name. There's different shots about what her name is. There's a, someone one time showed me a uh, Yalkut Ma'am Loes that said that her name is Polonis. Um, I, I, I don't think that y'all could, I, my understanding is I don't think it was trying to say that was her name. I think it was just saying her name was, like, Plony just means John Doe, this un, unknown name, and Jane Doe. So I think that Plonis just means that she had a different name. But here, uh, there's actually a, um, the Shari Zohar, which is Ruru Margulius, and Brachos of Zion brings down a, from this Zohar Chadash, that her name was actually Gilis. Uh, not Gila, but her name was Gilis. But when she converted... Then she took on the name Rus, and that's why Chazal Darshan her name, that her grandson David saturated Hashem with his singing. And that was instilled by the grandmother, by Rus, by, by her Avodah Hashem. Um, so just an interesting thing. So she took on a new name, and so too when a person converts, they take on a new name, they're changing their life and becoming greater. Torah changes us, and that's what happens. Perak, Yud Alev Pasach Hafres, Moshe uh, is appointing the uh, elders of the Jews and Eldad and Medad are giving Nevuah, saying that Moshe is going to die and Yeshua will bring them into the land. And Yeshua is not happy 
to hear his prophecy, um, not knowing whether it was a prophecy or not. And he tells Moshe, Kiloim, okay? So destroy them or stop them. And the Targum Yerushalmi brought down by the Ramban is just a fascinating thing. He says, Mana minhon ruach kutcha. Stop them from having ruach hakodesh. And if you think about it, what's it saying? It's saying destroy them. Destroy them means pull Hashem, pull away from them. Pull, make sure that you make Hashem, so to speak, stop giving them ruach hakodesh. And if you think about it, what's life? Life is about being connected to Hashem. And what's and what is greatest death? It says the Rishon Chayim. Rishon, while they're alive, are called dead because they're they're disconnected from Hashem. That's kilaim. That's destruction. Finally, the last shot is Parakid Bay's Pasuk Gimel for today. And that is that it says Moshe was a big anav. Vish Moshe anav ma'od. Why does it say this? So it says there on Bon that it's the reason that it says this is because it's talking about how Hashem was upset at Aaron and Miriam for speaking Lashon Hara, and this is the this is the reason why because Moshe had tremendous anava, and Moshe himself wouldn't answer a fight, wouldn't get involved in the fight, and so therefore Hashem stood up for him. And we should know that in life, sometimes we have fights, and sometimes we have to fight a Muhammad Shal Torah, and Moshe did fight for the Torah. But if it came to a regular fight, so to speak, a personal fight, with whether with Dustin Vaviran, whether with uh, Miriam and Aaron saying things about him, Moshe did not get involved. And we should know that the greatest thing we have in our arsenal in life, and the greatest way to protect ourselves, to keep Shalom, is to say, Rebunna Shalom, I give over everything to you. You're in charge. I'm not involved in this fight. I'm not getting involved. It's, I'm not going to be pulled in. I'm going to work on my humility, and I'm going to know that you're the one that's in charge. And when we turn ourselves over totally to Hashem and say, Rabbi Shalom, you're in charge. Just do what you think is best. And guide me, inspire me, help me be a good person and not a bitter person, not a negative person. Then Hashem says, I'll fight your fights for you. I'll take care of you. And this is what Bitachan is all about, turning to Hashem. And Pasuk says, Ish Moshe, Anav Ma'odi was an Anav, and he didn't get involved with fights that weren't his didn't get involved with fights and people tried to drag him into, no matter who they were. He said, Rabbanu Shalom, I serve you. That's all I want to do. And therefore, the Rabbanu Shalom stood, stood up for him. We should be zocha that anything that we're thinking about getting involved in, we should always check and make sure with our Rabbeim and with Das Torah to know whether this is something that we should pursue. If it's Kinasa MS and it's something that's appropriate, then of course, we should put our full effort into it like a lion. But if it's something that is a personal fight, then we should work on our Anava and say, Rabbanu Shalom, I give it over to you. I let go. I'm not involved. You run the world. You're in charge. And Rabbanu Shalom will take good care of you. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.